Yes, Lord, God, we, um, uh, we pray that you would call us out today. Call us out of our comfort zones, um, into living in the supernatural, experiencing you uh, in a life of faith. And, um, yeah, God, would you do that in us? I pray that you would take your word this morning and that you would speak to our hearts, God. I thank you that your word is living and active and sharp, and, and it changes us. And so, God, we pray for that transformation in us, God, to move us from from comfort to courage. Um, God, remove us from uh, just our mindset and what we want to accomplish to, to your mindset and what you want to accomplish. Move, move us from living um, in, our, in our own flesh and in our own uh, self and move us to living in the Spirit and uh, living our lives uh, led by the Holy Spirit. And so we, we commit this time to you. We thank you. Uh, for this chance to gather as a, as a community of believers, uh, as a community of people on a journey discovering who you are. And I pray that you would speak to us as a community today, not just individually, God, but as a community, that you would move us um, as, uh, together as a body of believers, uh, just to deeper waters, God, to, to a place of living uh, in the realm of of the Holy Spirit and supernatural life. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, amen. Well, uh, we're going to be in uh, Matthew chapter 9. We're starting a new series this morning as a church. I believe Teresa uh, is coming in behind me next week. I think. I think that's on the, the uh, rota. Um, anyway, uh, it's good to be getting to share the Word of God with you. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 9 and Luke chapter 4. Um, I want to re- rewind with Mark just for a minute. Uh, as he talked about, you know, Good Friday, last, last Friday we celebrate Good Friday. Uh, this time a week ago we, celebrate, we celebrated the resurrection and um, just how amazing that is. And I, 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 recog- I recognize in my own heart that, um, that the disciples were cowering in fear, except for one, John. Um, the, the, the majority of the disciples, when Jesus went to the cross you know, flee, you know, they, 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 they went away and they were huddled as a group. Um, and then the resurrection happened and everything changed, didn't it? And just the power of God transforming a group of people because of the resurrection. And really that feeds into where we want to go this morning in these next several, uh, uh, Sundays, because The idea here of living in the supernatural is only possible because of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross. The fact that the veil was ripped into, it was rent into, the scripture says. And because of the resurrection and who Jesus is is in the resurrection and because he's alive and because of the veil being torn in the resurrection, we have access to the very throne room of God as believers Okay, so therefore we can live in the realm of the supernatural because of Jesus Christ and all that he accomplished on the cross. All right. And, and all that happened on Easter Sunday in the resurrection. And when we sing that song that we just sang, that God, you would call us out into deeper water or call us to walk on the water. 
That is a supernatural experience to step out of our comfort zones and out of our own little me planet, my world, and say, God, I want to do and be what you want me to do and be. And, And so the reality is to live in the supernatural, you have to understand and recognize what Jesus accomplished on the cross and what happened in the resurrection and let that land on your heart today and your life today and and allow God to move you, all right, to shift you. And so the first, I want to read some scripture, but I want to read this statement from from, uh, John Wimber, the, the guy that founded the Vineyard Movement. I want to read this statement because this is really where this is kind of the, the, the foundational thought for these, these next several weeks as communities of the king. And that's what we are. We're a community of believers, a family of followers of Jesus Christ. We're connected together by the blood of Jesus, right? No, we're not, we're not necessarily physical brothers and sisters and husbands and wives. We are that in some sense. But in the reality of all of that, though, is the fact that we are united as brothers and sisters. We're a family of faith, a community of believers gathered together around who Jesus is. As a community of the king or as communities of the king, we should model or demonstrate What the kingdom looks like when God has his way with a group of people. That's why I prayed this morning that this is not necessarily about you. It is about you personally and your journey with Jesus Christ. But it's also about us collectively as a body of believers. And what we sense and believe that God wants to do not only in us, but through us. The demonstration of the supernatural happens when a community of believers come together for the common purpose of making much of Jesus. And then I believe communities are changed. Families are changed. We all want transformation, don't we? We all look in the mirror and we go, I don't like what I see. And sometimes I do that regularly. And I'm like, man, Right. But we all look and we go, I don't, I don't like the patterns of my life. I don't like everything that I see about myself. And you could say that about a group of people. I don't like this or I don't like that, but that's really living in the natural, isn't it? It's not the supernatural. God wants to do things in us and through us as a community. Listen to Matthew chapter nine. Verse 35 through 38, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, and I pray this verse every day, literally. I pray this verse every day. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That you and I move from the natural realm, the natural world, to the supernatural. And we are laborers in God's harvest field. I think for that to happen, the first thing I want you to recognize this morning is that there has to be a shift in our view and how we view our lives and how we live them. You and I must get to the end of ourselves and, exi- and exist 
fully and in total reliance upon God. And the things of this world, if I'm honest, the things of this world and what it values must fade away. Did you get that? In order for us to live in the supernatural, there has to be a shift in our hearts and in our minds so that the things of this world begin to fade away. Listen to this, this, uh, a line from an old hymn, one of my favorite old hymns. I'm going to bring back two of my favorite old hymns this morning, okay? Listen to this line, written in 1922, nearly 100 years ago. Some of us remember the 1900s. Um, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. In order for us to live and walk and exist in the supernatural, the things of this world have to fade away and grow strangely dim to us. That they no longer seem to matter to us because of, because of the light of his glory and his grace. Isn't that amazing? That the, that the shift has to happen inside us. In our minds, and we're going to reference Romans 12, 1 and 2 in a moment. But the reality is that you and I have to see the world differently. The shift has to take place. The first question you need to ask yourself as we, as we move, as we, as we transition from the world to the supernatural, from the natural to the supernatural, is are you saved? Let's be honest. You need to look inside your heart today and say, to use another a biblical word, a lot of people don't like the word saved. It is call in the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. That's a biblical phrase. The other word we don't throw around much is the word or the phrase born again. You, there has to be a moment where you are transformed by Jesus. Has there been a time when you walked into a relationship with Jesus. Listen to John chapter 3. Again, this is early days of Jesus' ministry, and people are trying to figure him out. They can't understand everything. And this guy is a Pharisee. His name is Nicodemus, and he comes to him at night. Listen to what the word says. Now, there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. And he came to Jesus at night. He came at night because he was scared to come in the broad daylight. Because he was a Jew and he was a Pharisee. And he knew if he came in broad day that he would be isolated. But he was curious enough, wasn't he? He saw something, didn't he? And he recognized that there was more to Jesus than a simple prophet. This was the son of God. And he recognized who Jesus was. And he said, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you were doing if, it, if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Verily, I, uh, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. There it is. You want to see the kingdom of God? You want to see God do the supernatural in your life and through your life? Have you been born again? And Nicodemus asked a very simple question. How can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked. 
Surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. And Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Now, you know what those two pictures are? It's the pictures of physical birth, born of water. It's what happens. Hello, I've, I've experienced the birth of four children. Not personally, but from a, from a, from a distance, right? And I've experienced that. And what happens? Physical water brings physical birth. Spiritual water brings spiritual birth. You can't be born of the, of the spirit unless the spirit of God has done it. He says, flesh gives birth to flesh, but the spirit gives birth to spirit. You should not be surprised at my saying, you, you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. So it is with everyone born of the spirit. You want to live in the supernatural. You want to experience God doing the kingdom of God work that he wants to do through all of us. You have to give your life to Jesus. So there has to be a shift in our mindset. Can't be about you. It's all about him. It can't be things you do, the hard work you put in. It's the spirit of God. Have you been saved? Have you been born again? We don't use those words too much anymore, do we? It seems like, but that's reality. If you want to live in the supernatural, you have to know Jesus personally. If you've been truly been saved, you, you must be to live in the realm of the supernatural. Then it comes down to quite honestly, surrendering your life moment by moment, surrendering your life to the control of the Holy spirit. So that shift happens, we give our lives to Jesus, we're transformed by the Spirit of God, we're born again, and then it becomes a part of your daily life to live surrendered, to genuinely pray, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. And that's the other hymn. Again, 1924, we need some people to start writing some great hymns in 2018. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Melt me, mold me, fill me, use me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. That's that's the prayer of a follower of Christ who wants to live in the supernatural. Spirit of the living God, will you fall fresh on me? Will you melt me? Will you mold me? Will you shape me? Will you make me what you want me to be? Moldable, pliable in your hands. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Fill me. Use me. Just a couple of thoughts. The supernatural movement of God follows a surrendered heart of obedience. There is no fast track to the supernatural. You want to live in the realm of the supernatural? You pray daily, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. When you wake up, you roll out of the, 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 the bed you're sleeping in and you say, Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. There is no fast track to the supernatural. It comes through a diligent, surrendered heart of obedience. Saying yes to the things God says yes to. Moment by moment, day by day.
We all want to live in the realm of the supernatural, don't we? We all want to experience the things that God can do in our world today. But there is no easy way to get there. There is no shortcut to live in the realm of the supernatural. It's you and I saying today, tomorrow, the next day, even when it doesn't feel like you should. I'm going. I'm dropping to my knees. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We were talking with Joe earlier today about working out. And um, just the idea that every day that you're supposed to be moving. I've got this watch that tells me I have to move a certain amount of time every day to burn the calories that I'm eating. Okay, And so so you can maintain some level of fitness, right? But part of that, though, is you got to go to the gym or you got to go pound the pavements or you got to move rocks. I don't know what you do in your garden. You know, you got to do something to be moving to burn calories. But the reality is we all wake up and we go, man, I don't want to go to the gym today. I don't feel like it, right? How many times do you wake up and you go, man, I don't don't feel very spiritual today. I don't feel the presence of God today. I don't feel like I'm living in the supernatural today. Listen, this is not about how you feel. If you're going to live in the realm of the supernatural, it is about you and me deciding today that I'm going to live a heart of surrendered obedience to God. And as I do that, he renews me. He strengthens me. I think I turned the power off. Sorry, I got a little excited. He he shuts me down. No, he in the reality is he does all those things through me to allow me. To walk in the realm of the supernatural. The supernatural movement of God follows a surrendered heart of obedience. I love this in Matthew chapter 9. Where, where Jesus, he, he, it says he was going through the towns. He was going through the villages. He was teaching and preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. And he was healing every disease and sickness. He was carrying out the kingdom. You say, well, Mike, he was the son of God. Yes, but because of Easter, because of the cross, because of the resurrection, because of all that happened a week ago, 2,000 years ago, you and I live, we are empowered, we carry the presence of Jesus. We are called to live supernaturally. So what does that mean? That means... He's calling you and me to see the crowds. You know me. I mean, some of you know me well. Uh, my heart beats for the lost. I always think about, like, I can't, I can't pass people on the street or at the gym or whatever without seeing and recognizing that they are lost without Jesus. Based on the numbers, you know, the, the current statistics, I walk past nine, ten people and nine of them don't know Jesus. I believe that's the heartbeat of Jesus. What, is, what does it say there? It says he was carrying out all the things of the kingdom. And then, it, and then what does it say? It says he saw the crowds and he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like a sheep without a shepherd. The supernatural movement of God as we surrender and we walk in obedience, we begin to see, we begin to see people differently, don't we? They, that they, they're, 
they're lost, that they're harassed, that they're helpless. And it's not in there, but it's in the other parts of Scripture that they're hellbound. They're separated from God for forever. Unless something supernatural happens. The collision that happened in my life at 16, that's happened in many of your lives, the supernatural power of God changed you. You're born again. You're saved. We must see people like Jesus sees people. There has to be a shift. We see the world differently and we see people differently. And what does is, what is seeing them do when Jesus sees them? It moves him to compassion. So he, so he is moved. Can I, ask, can I ask a question? Are you moved with compassion? Is there, is there a movement in your heart? Is there a shift taking place? What rivals compassion and, and movement towards compassion? I think it's apathy. I think it's I can't be bothered. Move to action to do something now, certainly. Listen, this church is growing. It's growing in its faith. It's growing in number. It's growing in its reach. It's growing in its ministry. There's so many amazing things happening. One of the coolest things that we do during half-term breaks is feed kids. You want to be a part of supernatural movement of God? Move from, I can't be bothered, to I'll do the dishes. Let's make it real practical. You want to... You want to hang out with kids and, and see God do something, hang out with their parents as they come. That's a step into movement that God is doing something on this estate through this town. He's at work. We've got to feel this heart of compassion. We've got to sense it And and it moves us to action to do something now, certainly, but also recognizing that eternity is at stake and the fullness of God's kingdom comes in knowing him. We must share the good news of Jesus. We must continue to be a people that expresses the name of Jesus over our friends, over these children, over your families, over your friends, over this community. We must feel the heart of compassion that Jesus felt. So then the last thing uh, about that whole passage in Matthew chapter 9 is Jesus gave us this model prayer. Can I just, uh, our our pastor's away today. Um, Can I just extend an invitation to you because I know his heart that, that you and I join, uh, the rank of those that are committed and say, I'm going to be a laborer in God's harvest field in this community, in this church, in this town, that we would become a people that pray like Jesus and say, God, would you raise up labors from within this place? God, would you bring people to join us to be laborers in this place, to see a transformation, to see kingdom work happen? We must pray like, like Jesus prayed in Matthew chapter 9. God, would you raise up people to give their lives away? So, shift. 
that, that you and I, our mindsets are changed. The things of earth grow strangely dim. That the spirit of the living God falls fresh on me. Are you surrendering daily? Are you set apart? I told you we'd get to Romans 12, 1 and 2. You should memorize those two verses. Some of the best uh, truth in Scripture, all Scripture is truth, but these are just nuggets right here. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. What is his will? That his kingdom would come. And it comes through a surrendered life. So just a few closing thoughts. If you want to live in the supernatural, you and I must experience the presence of Jesus moment by moment, And I believe do it with people. Isolation and solitude is built in scripture. We should do that as as individuals walking with Jesus. We We need our own personal quiet time, don't we? To get away and be with God. And that can be in your living room or on some hill. I don't really care. I don't think God cares. But that you and I experience the presence of Jesus moment by moment. I believe isolation and solitude are both necessary to refuel and replenish your soul. But we are made, I believe we are made and wired to advance the kingdom of God in community. As a people. Together. I love this thought. We're building community to reach a community. That's what we're trying to do. We're advancing the gospel in the context of community. And so that's the the first thought. Are you experiencing the presence of Jesus moment by moment? And are you doing it with people? You and I, like I said a moment ago, we are physical hosts of the presence of God. That's who we are. We carry the presence of God. And we carry that into a lost and hopeless, and as Jesus said, harassed and helpless world. Uh, The second thought, if you want to live in the supernatural. We live currently between the now and the not yet. We believe with all our hearts that the kingdom of God is coming in fullness when Jesus comes again. Ultimately, that's the moment we look to as followers of Jesus. But we are called to press the kingdom of God and proclaim the kingdom of God now. And we do that in multitude of ways. It it comes down to you and I, as I said a moment ago, Shifting in our hearts and in our minds and really knowing and walking by the spirit of God. To be able to live in the kingdom realm, to be able to sense when God's prodding us to do this or that, to know when to pray for healing for that person 
and to pray for salvation for that person. That comes from knowing Jesus and being filled with the Spirit. We're called to proclaim the kingdom. If you want to live in the supernatural, you need to cry out to God for a movement of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 4, Jesus tells the disciples to wait. That's interesting, isn't it? Because earlier in, in the Gospels, he said, go. And now he's saying, wait. What is, he, what is he saying wait for? He's saying wait for the Holy Spirit, the helper, the comforter. Wait for the Spirit of God. We need to cry out to God for a movement of the Holy Spirit. And where does it begin? It begins in us. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. Fill me. Mold me. Melt me. Use me. Spirit of the living God, fall fresh on me. We need to cry out to God for movement of the Spirit of God through us. And power comes in waiting. Again, this is I'm terrible at this. I'm honest. Because I, I, I want to be moving. And God says, you can move in your own strength. But if you want the power of God on your life, you have to wait for me. You have to wait on the Holy Spirit. Cry out to God for a movement of the Holy Spirit. Listen to Zechariah 4, 6. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Can I just pause for for just a moment and say that we often restrict God based on our own experiences. Ever thought about that? That you and I restrict what God can do because we've not experienced something yet. And in reality, God wants us to wait on the Holy Spirit and be filled with the Holy Spirit and allow God to do not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. I think these are words that describe the Holy Spirit. Untamable, wild, sovereign, Unpredictable, dangerous. Doesn't that sound like an adventure to you? Doesn't that sound like the life you want to live? The the Celts symbol for the Holy Spirit is a wild goose. That's what it was. And in 661, we had this synod at Whitby, just down the road. And the dove won. I mean, that's when we decided that the symbol for the Holy Spirit was going to be a dove rather than, I mean, in this country, rather than the wild goose. Doesn't it make you wonder what life would be like if it was a wild goose? Wouldn't it change the way we think about the Holy Spirit, what he wants to do through us? He's untamable. He's dangerous. He wants to do wild things. He wants to do things that... Push us out of the boat. Oceans. He wants to move us to a realm where we literally don't know what's going to happen next. Sometimes we, we paint what the Holy Spirit can do because we base it on our own experiences. And God wants to paint with a different brush with your life today. All right? 
The last thought. Actually, let me back up one more second. Keith, when we were praying earlier this morning, said he had a picture of, of a fireworks, you know, big giant fireworks going off. And, you know, we, we talked about, we prayed about just the, the light that that gives out, how incredible it is when the sky lights up and the bang, the, the jolt that happens from an explosion of a massive firework going off. And in my mind, in my heart, I saw the wonder of a child's face when he sees his first explosion in the sky. The awe and the wonder that comes when a child sees, you know, the explosion over Stockton, the infinity bridge. The wow. Do you feel that? Do you see that? Can you capture that in your heart? The wonder and the awe of that moment. When a child sees something for the first time like that, and they're just like blown away. I think about, are you living in the power of the Holy Spirit? And I wrote these words, the awe and wonder of Jesus. Acts chapter 2, when the Spirit of God was poured out on the disciples, 42 through 47, what does the scripture say happened? They were filled with awe and wonder at all that God was doing. In their midst. It's the spirit of God. Can you believe the transformation of those cowards? Seriously. That's the, one of the greatest moments. Hallmarks for me. In, of the Easter weekend. Is those guys went from cowards. To courageous. How does that happen? It's the spirit of God. God's done something. The resurrection. Last thought and we're done. Sorry I've gone a little long. Live lives that raise questions. If you want to live in the supernatural, I think you and I have to live our lives in such a way that people ask why, why do you give like you give? Why do you sacrifice like you sacrifice? Why do you serve like you serve? Why are you so generous with your time, your talent, your treasure? Why do you do what you do? To me, those are Those are preludes to the supernatural. That God begins to use you because of the way that you live your life. Why? Live lives that raise questions. And I believe it's the prelude to the supernatural. I'm going to pray over us. I think it would be good at this moment. I think the band's going to come back up. And I think we have one more song. But I want to pray and I'm going to turn over to Josh. I think um, some of you need to ask yourself some questions this morning. Have I truly been born again? That's the first question you need to ask if you want to live in the supernatural. Have I truly been born again? Have I given my life to Jesus? Am I saved? Then the next question you ought to roll around in your heart. Are the things of this world growing strangely dim to me? Do I care about the trinkets and treasures of this world or do I want to move into the realm of the supernatural? Do I want to live my life in such a way that people ask why? Am I surrendering my life to the Lord moment by moment? Let me pray. God, thank you for this day. I thank you that you've called us 
to live supernaturally. God, we long for that. We want to experience the fullness of your kingdom in the now. God, we know that comes from knowing you and living a surrendered, obedient life. We confess, God, today that often we grab that back from you. Help us to live surrendered today, I pray in Jesus' name.